Have you ever been reverse catcalled? Well, you might wonder what is reverse catcalling. Well, that is instead of somebody whistling at you or shouting what they think is a compliment, they just take the time to roll down their window and shout, lose weight, as you walk by. And yes, my friends, I have been reverse catcalled. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan. So this is Helen with Walking and Talking. As we head out on our walk today, I want to remind you that this is recorded outside while I'm actually walking. You're going to hear dogs, you're going to hear cars, you're going to hear people. I hope you're going to walk with me, and I'm going to cue you to walk as we go along. So now take a nice deep breath in. Exhale, relax your shoulders, relax your hands. Let's start with a nice, comfortable pace. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself today. There's a car, see, told you. And why I do what I do. So when I was younger, I I didn't really have any weight problems. When I was a teenager, I started comfort eating because I was going through a lot of trauma and stress in my personal life. And the only way I knew how to cope with it was eating. My mother was an alcoholic, and so she would drink, I would eat. We made for a lovely pair. But yet I exercised all the time. I would be more like an exercise bulimic, so I would eat, 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 eat. Then the next day I would exercise, exercise, exercise. Because you can't exercise and eat on the same day, right? At least that was my reasoning. I was what we would refer to as like a normal weight as a teenager. I thought I was fat, but I wasn't. I went to Greece with my sister and her friends when I was 16, and I would not wear a bathing suit or shorts because I thought I was hideously fat. In reality, I was pretty slim, even though I had eating issues, because I did exercise a lot. Probably also had a faster metabolism. That all caught up with me as I got a little bit older. So when I was 18, I returned to the U.S. from Norway, where I grew up, and I started working. And then I would go running every morning at 5.30. So again, I would balance the eating with the exercising. I started teaching aerobics. Back then, there was no certifications or any kind of training. Okay, walk a little bit faster now. Squeeze your booty. Upper body's relaxed. Pick up some good pace. So then, everything started to change. Probably my metabolism started to change. And so, the food that I was eating started to pile up on my butt and my hips. My tummy. So I started to become a little more uncomfortable in my own skin. So I moved into my own apartment when I was about 19. And I wasn't making a lot of money in my job. I worked two jobs. I worked a full-time job in the office. And then I worked a nighttime job at Walden Books, which to date has been one of my all-time favorite jobs. I also worked on the weekends. And I went to college at night on the days I wasn't working at night. So that was quite a bit of a of burning the candles at 4,000 ends. But I still wasn't making enough money to kind of support, you know, the basic life that I had. A little bit faster now. Tummy tight. Inhale. Exhale all the air. Shoulders down and relaxed. So I didn't have a lot of money even for food. 
So there was one two-week period I still remember. I was really hungry because I barely had anything to eat. And then I found a packet of soy sauce, probably at work in the break room, and I drank that little packet of soy sauce so I could see what it was like to have food in my mouth again or some kind of a taste. A little bit faster. Relax your shoulders, relax your hands. Then I moved in with two roommates. One of them was going to be my future husband, and they were both working in the food industry. And there was a pretty amount, decent amount of food because they were both they both knew how to cook, and they left a lot of extra food around. And I finally started to eat more food again. Then I really couldn't stop. And then I felt like, you know, whenever I got stressed, whenever something was bothering me, I would just eat. So instead of dealing with whatever issues I was facing, eating would give me that comfort. Okay, a little bit faster still. Deep, deep, deep breath in. Squeeze your glutes. So as my ex and I moved out into our own place later, I continued really with the eating and didn't exercise as much. I was still teaching a little bit back then. I think it was step or high-low aerobics. But I started to get in worse and worse shape because my metabolism had changed. And I was starting to really gain weight. That's when I got my beautiful cat call when someone shouted, lose weight, out of the car window at me. But I really wasn't even that heavy, so I don't know what that was all about. Hey, a little bit faster. Feel how good it feels to walk. To feel your body move, to be free, to be strong. And the weight just kept piling up. And before my wedding, I was a little more motivated, so I went ahead and lost 30 pounds. It was hard, but I had something really important to look forward to, which was my fitting into my wedding dress. So I was able to lose weight. I worked out. I tried not to eat as much. And then after the wedding, it slowly started to pile back on again. Now, things got a little more difficult in life and my relationship. I just kept on eating and eating and eating. So eventually, we got our own house, and I had kids. And little by little, you know, the, the stress of having first baby, especially one who didn't like to sleep, that was, that was fun. So I would be up every hour and a half. Then all I would do was eat because I was so, so, so tired. Okay, a little bit faster. Pick up a little pace now. Shoulders are down, hands are soft. And the second one came along, and I had a toddler and a baby, which was my license to eat everything in sight. Because it was very difficult being a parent, and I didn't really have anybody to help me, I would just turn to food. Sometimes I'd wait till everybody had gone to bed, put everybody to bed, read the stories, my ex had gone to bed, and I would just sit on the sofa, finally take a moment for myself, and I would be looking down into the ice cream container. It was a gallon container, mind you, not like the pint. Pints are for amateurs. The gallon with a spoon, that's for a pro. That's what I used to do. My weight just kept skyrocketing. Now slow it down just a little bit. Nice deep breath in. We're going to pick up our pace. Right here, go faster. I want you to push it. Push it now. Breathe. Strong. 
Be a little bit uncomfortable here. Push. Stay with it. A little bit more. Five, four, three, two, one. Slow it down a little bit more. I'm going to do a few of these, and then we'll get back to our story. Deep breath in now. Relax. Try to keep your toes relaxed, too. Get ready. I'm going to do another push. Here we go. Faster. Faster. Swing those arms. Walk with intent. Walk with purpose. You can do it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Here we go. Okay, a little faster. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. And slow it down. Perfect. Slow it down just like that. Breathe. Now be aware of how your body feels. Think if you, you can feel any tight spots or you feel any tension anywhere. Your hands, your feet, your jaw. Okay, we got one more. Ready? Here we go. Pick up your pace. Here we go. Push it. Push it. A little bit faster. Walk strong. Look both ways before you cross the street, as your mom would say. Push it. Push it, push it. Here we go. A little faster. Five, four, three, two, one. Slow it down a little bit. Deep breath in now. I want you to relax everything again. Find a nice little mental space for you. Okay, one more. Last one for right now. Ready? Pick up that pace and push it. Faster, squeeze your glutes. Relax your shoulders. Good, a little faster. Make sure you're breathing deeply. Make sure your body is relaxed around the walking. Push it. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Settle in, relax a little bit now. It's a little bit slower, not too slow, not too fast. Let's find a good pace for you. Back to my story, which at 54, I cannot remember where I left off. I think I believe him. I do. So, a little bit later on in my life, when the kids were probably five and seven or eight, something like that, my father, who I was very close to, developed aggressive lung cancer. In those five months where I took care of him, ran my business, Helped with the kids, you know, did did everything, took them to school, volunteered. Those were very, very difficult months for me. Of course, they were more difficult for him and my stepmother. It was a challenge trying to balance everything. My stepmother didn't drive, so I would take her back and forth to the hospital when he when he finally went into hospice. So eventually, my father passed away. It was one of the most difficult days of my entire life, just watching this man, this strong, vibrant, amazing man, be just, you know, so thin, emaciated, and in a coma, in bed. It was really hard for me to let him go, but I had to let him go. And I was crushed. Pick up a little more pace now. So the first month or so after he passed away, I continued to eat. I continued to wallow in my sorrow because it was, it was terrible grief. It was heart-wrenching grief. And I would eat my grief away, which is a pattern of my life. About a month or so after he passed away, 
I decided just to become a little more healthier, not to lose weight and diet because I'd failed like a thousand times before. When I was younger, every week I would mark on the calendar what weight I wanted to be by Friday. And every Friday I would scratch it out because I didn't make it. And I would start again. So my calendar was full of X's, full of failures, the things that I failed at. So then I just tried to be a little bit healthier, like I'm going to walk the kids to school. So we did. The weather was still nice. It was about a 20-minute walk to school. Pick up a little more pace now. Nice deep breath in. Shoulders are relaxed. So about four days a week, I walked the kids to school. And then after about a month of that, I started to make little changes. Like I was a vegetarian who did not eat vegetables. So I added a little bit more fruits and vegetables to my diet instead of just like cookies and brownies and, and ice cream. Still eating, you know, not, not being too strict, just changing it a little bit. Then I started to do a 20-minute workout in the morning in my living room at 5.30 when everybody was still asleep. So instead of staying up late to eat ice cream, I was getting up early to exercise. Just 20 minutes, that was it. Abs one day, arms one day, legs the other day. But combined with the walking and combined with just eating a little bit better with fruits and vegetables, after three months, I lost 29 pounds. And my neighbor was out by the mailbox. And he said, did you lose weight? And that's when I finally told someone. And I finally thought that, you know what? Maybe I'm going to make it this time. It's been a long time since I lost any weight like that consistently. Okay, a little bit faster now. Breathe. Hey, puppy. Just one puppy on the road today. So then I try to eat just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Then after five months, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start spinning. I want to try at least take a spinning class. For some reason, I'd always wanted to do it because years before I'd been a fitness instructor, and I remembered how good it felt to make my body accomplish new things. So I, I did. I took a class, and it was really scary. Pick up a little more pace. Here comes another puppy. This one's a poodle. Nice deep breath in. Big poodle. Shoulders relaxed. Nice, steady, strong legs. Strong steps. Be free. Be strong. Feel how good it feels just to move. I know I say that a lot, but when you stop in the moment and feel your body moving the way it's supposed to. It feels pretty darn amazing, doesn't it? So I took my first spinning class. It was hell. Hell. I got off the bike. My legs were so shaky I could barely stand. But I felt really good. I felt like this little spark inside me had been relit. I made it through class. I didn't die. Yeah, it was hard. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't do a lot of things that the other people could. But I did it. I made it through class. Then I started to take a few more classes here and there, cleaned up my diet just a little bit more. And by the end, by the next summer, I lost over 80 pounds. I went from a size 20 to a size 4. The total took about 10 months. And I really didn't go crazy with the diet. I didn't avoid carbs. In fact, I had chocolate chips 
with my oatmeal every morning. I wanted something to look forward to. And then later on, I became certified to teach spinning. And I also became a personal trainer because I really, really, really wanted to work with people and help them because I know what it's like. I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to get started. I know what it feels like when people don't understand. When you're at a family gathering and someone says, here, have a piece of cake, have a cookie, one won't hurt. And at some point in your life, it does hurt because one cookie can lead to a week-long binge. I understand all of that. I felt all of it. And I wanted to help people. Nice deep breath in. Exhale. You can slow your pace just a little bit. We're still going to be working. Nice and steady. Relax your face. We often clench our jaws. And so then our, our face, everything gets really tight. We hold tension there. So relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. And just walk with purpose. So since then, I have kept most of the weight off. I've gone up and down maybe 10 pounds, depending on what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. And I just try to do what I can in my day. Because everybody's day gets busy. We can't always do an hour workout. We can't always, you know, eat like really, really clean. And that's okay. Because I, when I die, I want my tombstone to say, you know, Helen lived an amazing life. I don't want it to say, wow, she, she really didn't eat anything fattening. I just want to have a balanced life. I think that's what most of us want. Now, nice, long steps. Your upper body's relaxed. So I wrote a book in 2012 because I really, really wanted to give people some basic common sense advice. It's called 21 Days to Change Your Body and Your Life. And really want to get people started on the right track without being too strict and without going crazy. And I, I did. I wrote the book. It was an Amazon bestseller. And then in 2018, I wrote a little companion guide that put the best tips from the book into a little easy pocket guide. Because then you can refresh yourself. Because you forget when you read a book. You forget when you listen to something. You forget, like, the little things that will help you through challenging situations. Nice deep breath in. So this way you can just slip through and you can just find something for that day to motivate you. So most of my clients, when I've had training clients, they've been really 250 pounds and over. It's not that I can't train the six-pack crowd. I can. I don't want to. I want to work with people that I can relate to. I want to work with people who want to work hard and make change but who really, really want to do the things in life that they want to do, and that's why they're doing it. Not to fit into a bikini. They're doing it because they want to play with their kids, their fur babies, their grandkids. They want to go on a hike. One of my clients wanted to get back on the paddleboard, and we worked on her balance, we worked on her strength, and she got on the paddleboard. And it was 
such an amazing, amazing moment for me when she sent me the video. So it's all about getting fitter in your own life, weighing a weight that you're comfortable with, not worrying about a size, and being able to do the things you want to do. And that's why I do what I do. Because I want to tell people it's okay, you know what? It's okay to have a cookie. You don't have to binge the rest of the day. One of the analogies I wrote in my book, which I really like, slow it down just a little bit. I'm out of breath. Can't walk and talk at the same time. Is that if you have $20 to spend on a purse, and that's all you have. Now, I know you can't get a purse for $20, but let's just pretend. And then you go and you spend $100 on a purse. Well, now you blew your budget. So now you're going to take your rent money, your utility money, and you're just going to spend it all because you already blew your budget. And that doesn't make any sense, right? That's ridiculous. But that is what we do with food. Slow it down a little bit more. We eat a cookie. We think we say we've blown it. And that gives us license to continue to eat and eat and eat and eat. And that's what makes it really difficult is because we're so ingrained with that mentality. And it's really hard to be successful until you can change that, until a cookie is just a cookie. But once you can get a better relationship with food, once you can eat a cookie, and like, okay, I'm good, I had a cookie, yay, and just continue on with the same good habits, that's when you have permanent and lasting change. That's what I try to work with people on. How to take the power out of food and give it back to you. Slow it down a little bit more. So what I would like to do is have you cool down. I would like to have you stretch a little bit on your own. And then I will see you next time on Walking and Talking.